With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Cook Cameron. So excited to be talking with you about the continuation of the story of the pilgrims. Last night, uh, we talked about how the pilgrims were essentially this little floating republic, this little floating church that ha- had all of the seeds of the United States of America in its, in its fullest flower, in its, in, its, in its best form, in the hearts and minds of those pilgrims who had been taught by their pastor for 12 years in Holland, the nation-building techniques that would ultimately go all the way back to the ancient Hebrew Republic under the government of Moses. And they had the the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, the resident truth teacher who would animate the, 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 their homes and their churches and their idea of business and government and politics. And in that little floating uh, microcosm of what would be the greatest nation on earth, they encountered incredible dangers and God miraculously brought them through and they landed in Cape Cod in New England. They landed there and they landed 400 miles north of their intended destination, four, 500 miles north. And so they, they, they didn't have, um, the, the, the friends there. They didn't have the laws there, the charter there. And so essentially they went to a wilderness where there was, uh, lawlessness. And when they got there, they, they, they understood that their ability to govern themselves was going to mean everything. It was, it was what all that they had to depend on. The, the, the power of God and the things that they had been taught in order to govern themselves. Because remember, on the ship with them were not just like-minded uh, members of the family of faith. There was also, there were the saints and the strangers. There were others of the Church of England who were not part of the, the separatists and the Puritans. There were also those who were, uh, who were completely opposed to their ideas. And, and, uh, the, 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 the governor of that little group of pilgrims on the, the, the Mayflower understood that the foundation of their civil government, when they landed on the land, because they had to make laws, their foundation needed to be their personal commitments to God, their personal integrity, their faith, and their love for one another. If they didn't, they knew it would all be over. If people turned on one another in the winter, in a wilderness, with fierce tribes potentially attacking them and they then turned on each other, there would be no hope for them. And so essentially what, uh, what they did is that they wrote up an unbelievably important document called the Mayflower Compact. Essentially the leaders of the pilgrims said of the whole boat said, listen, before we get off this ship, before we, before we even get out of this little boat, we're going to make an agreement and it's going to be an agreement between everybody. We are all in this together and, and we cannot let our differences split us apart, right? A house divided against itself will not stand. That sounds like us today, doesn't it? We are, we are a country that we have so many enemies outside of the country and also enemies inside of the country that if, if we allow ourselves to be divided, we will not stand. If we turn on one another, it's over. We've got to depend 
on the power of God working in the hearts, particularly of the family of faith, because we're the ones who acknowledge God, who want to submit to God and be able to love one another, not only in church, but also in our politics. That's what they understood. So check this out. I'm going to read to you from the American Covenant book a copy of the Mayflower Compact. This is the forerunner to the Declaration of Independence and to the Constitution of the United States of America. This was the, 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 the pattern laid, laid down by our forefathers and foremothers. Check this out. It's an incredibly important and famous document. I'm going to read it to you. Essentially, think of it like this. Imagine you're inside your minivan with your kids or your grandkids, and you're headed to the most amazing opportunity in the world. You're, you're headed into Walmart or you're headed into Target to the toy department, and you're, you know that there's blessings in there, and the kids are in the back seat, and you hear rumors of mutiny. You know that there is going to be um, a plan that is going to be enacted that's going to ruin the entire trip. That's what the, the, the leaders of the pilgrims heard on the ship. There were rumors of, of mutinous plans. And so you decide, kids, before we get out of this minivan, we are not going inside. We're not stepping foot outside of these, these, th- th- this car until we all make an agreement. And we're going to make an agreement in the presence of God. We're going to pledge ourselves to Almighty God and to one another. Because if we go in there and you guys go crazy and you turn on each other and we get, we get ruined, we, we, we're done. We're going home, and we're not coming back. Think of that times a million. Everything was on the line. And so here's the Mayflower Compact. Starts with these words. In the name of God, amen. Well, I'd like to start that with my kids when we have a little agreement, a solemn covenant. In the name of God, amen. Okay, are we, are we clear? In the name of God, amen. Whose names are... We, whose names are underwritten, okay, for me that would be Dad, Mom, Jack, Bella, Anna, Luke, James, Olivia, loyal subjects of our sovereign Lord King James, okay? They loved their country. They wanted to be loyal to the king. They weren't rebels. They were looking to be loyal to the king. By the grace of God, they pointed out that their king was appointed and ordained to be king by the grace of God. Only God sets up kings and he can take them down. And he said he was the king of uh, Great Britain and France and Ireland, king. He was defender of the faith. That's one of the other jobs of a king. A political leader is to defend the faith. Isn't that great? Don't you want a a leader in in politics who defends the faith? He said, we've undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. That was their purpose. It was for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And honor of our king and country. They weren't just religious people who weren't, um, who weren't, uh, who didn't see themselves as vital and essential in the realm of politics. These were church people, members of the family of faith, who saw that they were absolutely essential to the political process. And they're going to explain a little bit that, of that right here. This is a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. Remember, they were going to Virginia, not up to Plymouth and Cape Cod, but they were blown off course. We do solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another, here's the word, 
covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic. In the presence of God, this, this group of faithful church members said, we are going to covenant, we are going to have a sacred bond between us and God and with one another into a political body. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And you say, well, what kind of political body is that? Was that the Libertarian Party? Was that the Democratic Party, the Republican Party? Well, no, but they understood that laws had to be made. A government system had to be set up. I mean, what happens if somebody steals? What happens if somebody murders somebody? What happens if, if someone is taking advantage of somebody else? What are the laws going to be? And who's going to be our leaders? And how do we have checks and balances? We've got to figure all this stuff out. And they covenanted as they were going into this process for our better ordering and preserving and furtherance of the things we just talked about. The glory of God, the advancement of the Christian faith, the common good of all the people. And by virtue hereof to uh, enact and constitute and frame such just and equal laws. They wanted justice. They wanted equality for all the people. And they demonstrated that even for the Indians that they came in contact with, when one of them was abused by one of the Englishmen and they actually put some, one of their Englishmen to death on the test, based on the testimony of two uh, Native Americans. Justice they wanted, equality they wanted for all people. From time to time, as shall be thought most fitting and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. These were not anarchists. These are, are men and women, moms and dads, who wanted to be known for being respectful, submissive, and obedient to the lawful leaders that they elected for the common good of all the people. These are great citizens. In witness whereof, we have uh, hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod the 11th of November. How awesome is that? I mean, I mean the... the the, the beauty and the sincerity and the integrity of all of that is amazing. In fact, you know what? This is the kind of covenant promises we need to get back to, all of us in our families. Essentially, these were families who were covenanting with God on an individual level, on a family level, at the church level, 
right? They came from that little church in Scrooby, England. They were in Leiden, Holland, and now they were in the little floating church going across the Atlantic. All the seeds in their hearts and minds of how to build a republic, including a political system that would be based on their, their commitments to God and to one another. Justice and equality, love and compassion, self-sacrifice and self-government. That's what we need. In fact, I thought I'd be a little, uh, I'd have a, have a little dad moment. I actually came up with something like this. It's called the Cameron Compact. I think I'm going to show this to my kids later. There we are. It starts with, in the name of God, amen. And in honor of our great sovereign, dad. <laughs> All right, I'll change the language just a little bit. But the idea is that if we can pledge in sacred commitment, God, help me honor you. God, help me be more concerned about my neighbors than I am about myself. God, help me to be a faithful husband and a father who leads with integrity. Oh, Lord, then I would be a happy man. Just be with me. Show me the way. Don't ever leave me. Stay near to me. And then show us, Lord, how how to, how to take care of, 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 of school and church and government and, and our national defense and everything else. And this historian commented on this amazing document, the Mayflower Compact. His name is uh, Andrew, uh, Professor Andrew McLaughlin. And he said, it is impossible to neglect the word covenant when you read that Mayflower Compact. It's all about the covenant. And he said, and to not see in the compact the, the change of a church covenant into the practical foundation of a self-governing community. The basis for a just and good political government system is a faith-based covenant that you make in your own heart with God. And that you make with your family and your neighbors. That's the basis. That's the fountainhead of good, lasting, and universally, of universal blessings to everyone, both saint and stranger, as they called them. Both those in the family of faith, those that you know and those that you don't, and even those who disagree with you. You see, our country was built on this stuff. This is not the product of atheism or agnosticism or some French enlightenment horse manure. This is biblical, Judeo, Christian, timeless, ancient truth. And it works. We live in the most amazing country in the whole world. And for 240 odd years, we have had a, a, a peaceful transition of, of government power. This nation is truly unique because of the principles it was based upon and because of the nature of, uh, of our faith and the form of government that we have. And it's all rooted in trying to copy the pattern of heaven. And we find that blueprint in the word of God. How exciting. And guess who signed the Mayflower Compact after they wrote it? Everybody unanimously signed. All of them. In fact, the governor, William Bradford, later said uh, about who signed, he said, all men who were well enough to sin signed it. 
<laughs> that was their way of saying, everyone is a sinner. And all those who are well enough to sin signed the Mayflower Compact. And they unanimously agreed uh, for one of the men to be the governor because he was such a good man and a kind man and a just man. That's the kind of leader I want to have in this country. That's the kind of leader I want to have in my state. That's the kind of leader I want to have in my city. That's the kind of leader I want to be in my home. Don't you? I love these nights together with you. Let's just uh, ask God right now to, to just send down a uh, holy fire and ignite our hearts with a passion to get back to these covenants to honor him with all of our hearts. Dear God, we, we're so uh, in awe of your kindness, of your graciousness, and your patience with us. Lord, as, as, as students of the great teacher, Lord, as patients of the great physician, would you teach us, Lord, your ways? Would you heal us, Father, and wash away our sin and comfort us, remind us of your nearness, and God, set our hearts on fire with a passion for the truth and courage to conquer our fears. Show us the way, Lord, with wisdom and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.